kick one, two, one, two, bitch. bitch. What the fuck is up, people? What up? This is episode 293. 293. Of the most consistent podcast. Yeah, yeah, we are. Give me a hell, yeah. Logical sense. This is your boy, Busby. And over here, it's your boy, JC. No, honey. <laughs> How the flick are you doing? Good, sir. I'm chilling, man. Weekend mm. was lit. It was a nice sports weekend. That it was. Yeah, I was, I was highly, highly impressed. Make a round of applause for sports in general. This is this is what it's all about. Sports, baby. All types of sports: basketball, yeah. XFL, wrestling. Mm-hmm. It was a good weekend for wrestling. I mean, not just wrestling, but sports. Like you, right? Yeah, I was definitely one of those all timers. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if. Uh, ESPN does some follow-up documentary like 10 years from now. Yeah, there was a lot of shit that happened like this past weekend. And on Sunday, it was Dreamville. I forgot the Dreamville Festival this weekend, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Usher Usher opened up and headlined Saturday night, and then it was Cole Mm -hmm. and Drake Sunday night headlining. Yeah, I watched the Drake and J. Cole one. No, it was was cool. It was was, was dope to see both of them on stage and shit like that. I saw some highlights. I I liked what I saw. Yeah, it was pretty good, but I didn't watch that shit because it was WrestleMania, baby. Right. And I've been waiting, baby. I thought you were going to say, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> give me a hell yeah. There you go. WrestleMania 39, which took place in Inglewood at the SoFi Center, was this past weekend, two-night event. And I was... How's the best way to say this? Night one, I was very entertained. I was yeah. very happy. I'm gonna we say I was gonna go good night one. We had a good night one. Probably that's gonna go down as one of the best, by far one of the best WrestleManias ever. Because you came late, <laughs> so you know I, I would go down the whole card. There was thirteen, there was fourteen matches. But yeah, I, here's the top three. Top three for night one or just night two or yeah, all no. of them. No. Night one, oh, by far, it was Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. That match was number one on my list. My God, you watched that match with us. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just go down the list and then go down the list and then recap them. Okay, well, that match and number two was KO and well, I mean, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Those were my top two matches for night one. And yeah, those both both of them, the women and the men, that was by far one of the best matches I've seen this year. It was amazing. It was what what I love about wrestling. It was just wow, chef's kiss, especially Rhea and Charlotte. That was amazing. Yeah, Rhea and Charlotte, I enjoyed that one. That was really good. Uh, of course, Usos versus Sammy and Kevin Owens. Man, that there was that was just. Man, excellent. <laughs> and then of course, yeah. and then of course you had the Joe Jackson special. Ray Mysterio oh, versus Dominic Mysterio, yeah. and that was just <laughs> the entrances on fuckery and entertainment on all, all sponsors, accounts. Sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. 
Yes. <laughs> and that, my philosophy on that is Cinnamon Toast Crunch's tagline was, your family fucked up? It's okay. Fix it with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> this was by far this was by far the most sponsored WrestleMania I've ever seen. It was the most corporate. corporate. There were so many commercials and sponsored matches. I was like, bruh, what? Yeah. I was like, this is different, but I'm like, I get it. You got to get that bag. It's more corporate. And I was like, they've been needing to do this shit for years, so fuck it. I'm I'm for it, but it's it is what it is type of shit. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, uh, yeah. No, the um, the women's match was just pure. Oh my gosh! See, Amazing. at first you were kind of, at first it went slow because we were just like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But then it just as soon as she got DET. Yeah, so it just it slowly started building. Where it was like, okay, I'm on my phone. Then I'm looking. I'm like, oh, that was a nice move. And then they did another move, and I was like, oh, okay. And then, and then finally just got to the point where I was like, yo, kill these motherfuckers. Let's do this. Kill these bitches. No, it got to the point where I'm just looking at it. When they started with Charlotte, was like, you want to be me? You want to be me, bitch? And they just start slugging each other. And you heard me. I was just like, oh, these bitches going ham right now. This is some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> like they were fighting. Charlotte fell right on her face and shit. Like yep. that man. Charlotte is her daddy. Like there was times I looked, I was like, oh that's Rick oh that is Rick Flair's daughter. That oh, was yeah. Oh my god, that was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. she the moment there. Yeah, they, that was that, you know, when I noticed when the match was picking up, I'm like, oh, Charlotte and Rhea, it was like that LeBron stare. That's what they're doing right now. We, right. Because they were, cause they were supposed to main event night one, but their story didn't have the juice like that, and Charlotte was pissed. And she was like, oh, I'm, I'm pussy? Okay. <laughs> and after she lost the match, because Rhea Ripley no. won, when Rhea Ripley won, Charlotte was just outside smiling, because she was just like, yeah, we stole the show. <laughs> right. Follow that. <laughs> right yeah no those three for sure stood out the most uh i mm-hmm. guess honorable mention would definitely have to be uh seth versus logan Logan-ball. i remember i looked at you i looked at you and, and edgar <laughs> and i was like what the fuck am i watching right now what's happening and then you yes. were telling me you're like you're like this shit pisses me off because logan actually looks like he belongs this shit's fucking wild <laughs> And then you watched it, and you were just like, wow, he could actually go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And then the the energy drink guy came out, and I was like, KSI. That's either his brother or that's somebody that's the black dude that uh, that he's been running around with. Sure enough, he mm-hmm. pulled that mask off, that whole motherfucker. It's me, Austin. Me, niggas. <laughs> it's me, nigga. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, son of a bitch. Give me a hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that was, that was Saturday night. Saturday, I got to give a, a strong round of applause for Saturday night. Saturday night, it was that definitely restored the feeling. Yeah, oh, you missed John. Oh, I forgot to tell you this part. You oh, no, I saw John the highlight. C- I saw the highlight with John Cena. He ran out with you all the Make-A-Wish Foundation kids and then got his ass whooped in front of all of them. And I was like, damn, man. Nah, but it wasn't just that. You should have saw his bald spot on his hair. Me and oh, Edgar no, saw, saw that. Like, yeah. no, me and Edgar saw that. At first, I was just like, hey, that. Edgar was like, oh, goddamn, guy. And I was just like, oh, it ain't that bad. Then I looked up and I'm like, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had That's a dad bod. Yeah, he had a dad bod, too. He didn't look like he wasn't built like a brick. I'm like, oh, yeah, he did this as a favor. Eh. But yeah. that match. But yeah. Now, night Sunday two. night, your top, your top three. Well, I got. Well, I don't think it was a top three. It's only top. There was only two matches I liked. 
there was well three. One's an honorable mention. It's a sadly well, honorable there's mention. <laughs> there's your three. Okay, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Number one was um, the triple threat match between. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Gunther, even though his name's Walter. Yes. And I've been waiting, baby. Oh, they was Boy, they were that one. Their chests were red as a motherfucker. That was white on white on white crime that yeah. I live for. <laughs> yeah, they, they right? was in the bag with that one. That was definitely in my top three. Then the second one was Bianca Belair and Oscar. That was a great match. Absolutely. You know, the shout sad out to part. The, yeah, shout out to the what was it? The Compton girls, the the, the Compton divas, the, Compton the divas, divas of Compton, the divas yeah. of Compton. Now you know the. I don't know if you know about yeah. this, but you know that no, little I know. girl. I watched, I, watched press, I watched the press conference. Oh wow, you watched the press conference? Oh okay. Yeah, the little girls. Well, if y'all don't know, the little girl, she, she did some gymnastic shit, some contortionist shit, and she found out that day that her mother passed away. Yeah, I was like, damn. And she still went she out was, there and did she that was, shit. She was terminally ill, right? I don't know. They didn't really. I didn't really go look into it. But yeah. I think I think she was terminally ill. I don't think it was uh, you know like an accident or anything like that. I think uh, it was okay. Yeah, because Triple H was really emotional. Yeah. He had a right to be emotional about that. Right. He had to cover his ass because of the fucking main event. So yeah. I, that one thing. I, one, one shout out I got to give real quick is I got to give another shout out to Seth Rollins. He was the perfect Why? stage. He was the perfect stage dad. Good job, ladies. Good job, ladies. You stole the show. Good job, ladies. It's like, how do you hate this motherfucker, man? Seth Rollins is that dude. No, you should have saw when he had the jacket on and Becky Lynch was his wife. She saw the jacket and he's like, I told you, it is nuts. And she was like, that's not fucking fair. I want to wear that. <laughs> when he came out in that big ass coat looking like Rihanna, I was like this. <laughs> then he took it off looking like Prince. <laughs> John. I'm like, what are you wearing, my guy? <laughs> no, yeah. no, when you saw the highlights and you saw him give um, the curb stomp in those red boots. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, wait, wait, you got the boots too? <laughs> I, I didn't think you caught that. And I was like, wait a minute, did I just see that shit? <laughs> yeah, I saw that shit. Um, oh, man. I, I wish I could have added Edge versus uh, the Demon Finn, Finn Balor. Balor. I wish I could have added it. Uh, you know me. Mm. I, I am. I am Mr. Hell in a Cell. That's what I. I like that shit. And uh, in the words of Kevin Garnett in Uncut Gems, why the fuck would you show me that shit if I couldn't have it then? Because <laughs> he lost. I wanted to like that match, man. But Edge is old. Edge is just fucking old, man. Yeah. And the, and the Hell in a Cell. The thing about what Triple H tried to do, he tried to make the Hell in a Cell matter again because there was a pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell and it just lost its merit. And this feud has went on for so long. But after you see Undertaker and Mick Foley, <laughs> like, right. after you see that, man, it, it set the standards too high and they tried. So I'll give him that. They tried. Shout out to yeah. Finn for, for uh, still continuing the match because when Edge threw the ladder at him, it put a gash in his head. I don't know if you saw that photo. Yep, no, I saw Finn Balor. Yeah, yep. man, they had to staple his fucking head, and that's why they that's why they paused because they paused the match and shit like that. So they had to uh, sta- put staples in his head. Right, that's some gangster shit. Fun fuck, even though he was looking like a baller when he was trying to help out Tommy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm trying to stall because I don't want. Okay, I'm just, let's, let's just get there. Let's go. The, the main, main event. event. It just really felt like a big fight feel with you Roman Reigns. You didn't like no, no, no. it, but I enjoyed it. 
No, no, I'm talking about the match. The match itself was great. I was on the edge of my seat. Me and Edgar were pacing back and forth because it was just like, are you guys going to give Cody the belt? Are you going to give him his moment? Because this nigga Roman Reigns has had the belt for three years. Mm-hmm. Are you? This is good. This I said. I told Edgar this is a very important match because this is going to pave the way for Triple H's legacy. This is going to pave the way for what's to come. Right. Spear. One, <laughs> two, three. What? My jaw dropped. I'm like these niggas. They really did that. And I'm telling you, Cody Rhodes was the hottest thing coming in. He was the ultimate baby face. And that nigga Roman Reigns won. And it was the biggest, like, oh my God. They really bid this shit. Bloodline, oh motherfucker. Bloodline, wow. motherfucker. Listen, see, this, is, this is why. Nah, nah, bees, nigga, bees. Bees, <laughs> no, they put the ones up because they're the ones. Well, well, so, well, well, over know. here, we throw bees, okay? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, some um, they can walk around wearing red because they ain't going to get checked in. You think they, you think they checked in in L.A.? <laughs> Hell no, nigga. Hey, Samoans. (laughs) There's a Twitter thread saying Samoans legitimately the only the only niggas that can say nigga. Ain't nobody gonna check them. Somebody was like, somebody somebody was like, you know that ain't me. I'm checking everybody. Somebody was like, you really gonna check a Samoan nigga? You really gonna check Roman Reigns and the Usos and Solo? And you were shocked when I told you when I told you that that's Rikishi's sons, the Usos. You like, yeah, all these years you never told me. Well, yeah, I'm a casual, so I don't be looking into anything. And all these years you. I told you. I could have sworn I told you. I would have remembered that. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. And then you looked it up, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" And I always married to him. <laughs> yeah, I started looking through. I'm like, "You didn't say anything about this over these last three years when I was coming over to watch." What's wrong? Like, you some host you are. I could have come I with. You didn't come with no programs. You. you had no programs to let me know what was going on. It was just like, "Oh yeah, that happens." And I was like, "Okay, so let me go research well, my damn self." I could have swore I told you that. Well, maybe not. Or who knows? Maybe because I'm so used to just seeing them. So I was like, eh. Well, anyway. Yeah, remember, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't watch all this every single day. This this is homecoming for me. So yeah. I want Roman Reigns to get to a thousand days. I was I was oh, cool yeah. with everything. The, the match itself was fire. Paul Heyman mm-hmm. is Paul Heyman. He the GOAT. Uh, uh, Usos did their thing. Uh, I like to call him Young Solo Ho. Young Solo, Solo Ho. Uh, but young Solo, Solo Sakoi. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a brother, too. He looks more yeah. like Rikishi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was good with it. And this is the benefit of being a casual fan and the homecoming returner. Because I'm not in, I have You're no attachment invested. to this bullshit. So You're not I saw you was, I saw, yeah, I saw you was upset. And I was like, well. Tough break, nigga. There's always there's always there's always AEW. There's always <laughs> AEW. AEW. For me, like, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to break this down in layman's terms for everyone to understand why this was just like, what the fuck? Because they built the storyline up for a good six months. And I was it was literally led to believe because Cody, because there was nobody else for Roman Reigns to go up against. Because he beaten everybody because Vince booked this nigga to beat everybody. So when Vince was gone and Triple H had the power, we were led to believe that Cody Rhodes was going to be the one to take out Roman. It was like the, everything was just perfect in Hollywood, everything. And then that nigga lost. And the way he lost, it was just like, wait, what interference, this, that, one, two, three, the end. And right. everybody was shocked. It was, a, it was legit a shocking moment because I'm like, you guys didn't pull the trigger. You let the villain win. And then I just sat back, and I, even when the fireworks went off, I'm like, y'all niggas really did that shit. 
Because I was just thinking, if I was a child, <laughs> right, and I looked up to Cody Rhodes and then he lost, I'm like, how would I have felt if Austin lost to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14? Or if, the uh, who else? Who else lost? Or if fucking Shawn Michaels didn't win the championship against the villain? Like, how would I, I was like, damn, that would have fucking, I would never believed in Austin again. <laughs> like, oh, you what? root for the villain, man. You root for the bad guy. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Speaking of the bad guy, yeah, Vince McMahon is back. Oh Surprise. no, no, no. We, we not, we not, we not skipping over. We not skipping over the greatest moment. Oh, of oh. man, stop that bullshit. No, yeah, see, you want to skip over? We get to that nasty I'm, man. I am taking over for this one. Then the greatest right. moment of the entire WrestleMania weekend. I am gunshot for this motherfucker, man. Waiting, baby. So of course, Snoop Dogg, uh, with it being in Inglewood, Snoop Dogg was there and he was working. He I mean, was the dog father of WrestleMania. Man, That's he what they was, called him. He was everywhere when he went there. When it came to uh, Ray Mysterio's Don't, entrance, that was Cheetah still entrance. in the low rider. Snoop was mm-hmm. driving, dropped him off, and he was just active all the entire weekend. But the one moment where you just cannot. This is this is probably an all timer WrestleMania moment. <laughs> For they called out. They called out Shane O'Mac, and I said, "Oh my!" I jumped up and I jumped up, and I was like, "Shane here, is he gonna sacrifice himself for our sins again?" You tweeted it, and lo and behold, this man lasted thirty seconds. He, and that he, damn ACL. He, he, kept, he kept he kept jumping, and I was like, "Shane, don't do it." You know, he, I was watching. I sound like Mario during the verses, telling Jeremiah, "Don't do it, Jay. Don't do it." Don't do it, Shane. Stop doing that. And this motherfucker jumped up one too many times and that ACL. He tried to get up and then he just and so then this out. And his yes. knee no with the you gotta I gotta walk him through because his knee gave out and he fell. But then yeah. he had the bright idea, he was like, No, I'm good, I'm okay. And he got up and his knee was like, I told you I sit down. <laughs> I told you I lay down. And this nigga is and he didn't pick up back up and he rolled back over. And it was just like Damn, and it got silent for a second because you knew this wasn't scripted. Because Miz kept looking like uh, and the camera zoomed in on Miz. Yeah, like what am I supposed to do? And out of nowhere, Snoop with one of the greatest lines ever. Damn, you really just going hit my boy like that, cuz? <laughs> He's like, are you right? He gets in. He gets in the ring with the mic. He's like, are you all right, cuz? <laughs> gonna hit my boy like that, cuz? I'm outside. You inside. And Snoop took it upon himself, and I had to remind people this is the same man that freestyled the Shiznit and G's and Hustlers. So he not new to this, and all of a sudden he took his fist and just binged the mess. And he like, was like, like, like that, cuz. I knew none of this was scripted because when he hit him, he stared at him for almost thirty seconds before he decided, "I'm gonna do the death row elbow." <laughs> Fun fact: The referee told him, "People's elbow, do the people's elbow." Yeah. <laughs> so then he just does. He gets Miz, takes off his Gucci glasses, and you know who he threw it to? He threw it to Swiss Beats. Swiss oh, Beats God. caught it. That's why he threw it because he knew Swiss Beats caught it. And then down the, ran the ropes. The funniest rope run, run I have ever seen in my life. He and said then, he ran up on them ropes like I'm gonna do it. But you know I'm in my fifties. I ain't doing this shit for real. And, and then when he up. did the elbow drop, and he did it in super slow motion, and he just went boom. <laughs> when I tell you people that I was laughing 
my ass off. Edgar was sitting not. there. Edgar was sitting there like, what did I just watch right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you laughing? Edgar was like, why are you laughing, guy? He got injured. <laughs> then you called me, because I knew exactly why you were calling me. And me <laughs> and JC proceeded to laugh our asses off. My stomach was oh, yeah. <laughs> My stomach was hurting. I was coughing. <laughs> I wanted to rewind it because I was like <laughs> Oh shit! The way Snoop just oh. improvised just made that shit hilarious. Bro, the only thing that could have made that even better is if, for somehow, some way, Paul Walker made it and survived, and he. You know, I said, "Forget about it, cut." <laughs> Forget about it, cut. <laughs> the Snoop um, improvising that was just. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I gotta say, uh, Bad Bunny's involvement with all this it, it really made me think, and I had to think think about this. Bad Bunny is arguably possibly the top selling recording artist in the entire industry right now in the world, Craig. And when they call him, he's like, "Oh no, I gotta put my career on hold. The 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 W needs me." The so w then I started needs thinking. So then I started thinking. Yeah. What? Who else could you have seen done this at the at their height? Because I'm looking at it like, damn, could you imagine if 50 Cent was as big of a wrestling fan? Could you imagine G Unit as a stable in the WWE going up with oh either going well, up against Master, John Cena or you teaming had up with John P. Cena? You had Master P the No Limit Soldiers. No, of course it, you did. But what I'm talking about is to the you got like as you were explaining to me a couple of years ago when I was watching, Bad Bunny fully immersed himself in this shit. So it yeah, wasn't just a hey, true. we just stopping yeah. in. And I'm talking about what if an artist at the peak of their career was as dedicated to this, and I came with two people in mind. It was either going to be Fifty Cent or it was going or, to be Eminem. I literally thought about that. Those two specifically. Yeah, Eminem. Yeah, Eminem and Fifty Cent. Though, yeah, though they would have been perfect. M has the look of a of a wrestler. Fifty right. has the look of a wrestler. If Fifty really gave, oh man, they would have made a lot of money if Fifty Cent decided to really emerge himself in this wrestling shit. Oh yeah, because yeah. then, then, then I yeah. thought of one. Then I thought of one rapper in today's climate. He ain't the most popular nowadays, but just a few years ago, he had the strongest buzz. I said, what if the baby was a big WWE fan? <laughs> The baby could fit in WWE. I can see everybody anyways. He would have been perfect for WWE. I can literally see him in WWE, to be honest. Or AEW anyways. Yes. Yeah, he would have been perfect. He is perfect. He would have been like New Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, y'all do your research on New Jack. Rest in peace. But Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, 50, 50 and M, they would have been perfect. But nah, mm-hmm. it's still wild to me that Bad Bunny really is like the top like pop artist and he loves WWE. Like oh, yeah. loves it. And it's just wild that like, you go to the bar and you hear his music. You watch you look on award shows, he's there. And then you turn on Raw, there he is getting slammed <laughs> into a fucking table. <laughs> I think at this point uh bad bunny has done what it took snoop a while to because when snoop came out of course the climate of hip-hop was a different uh, entrance into climate mm-hmm. but because music is so integral and you can mesh genres now 
Bad Bunny has taken the Snoop Dogg route where Bad Bunny's like, I've done everything that I want to do in life. So I'm just going to do side missions for the rest of my life now. I mean, at this point, they're about to do backlash in Puerto Rico and he's hosting this shit and he's most likely going to yeah. be in a match. Like, right. <laughs> he's most likely going to be doing a match. He's going to be doing Coachella. Then he's going to be People say, oh shit, Bad Bunny might have to back out of Coachella now for getting slammed on the table. And you had yeah. Michael, you had them, you had Corey Graves going like, we have to apologize to all of Bad Bunny's fans. <laughs> He said, he said, I got some Latin lovers. I am not going to be held responsible for what this company does. It ain't going to let you mess my bed up. Yeah. Nah, man. But yeah, the whole reason why that shit happened is because he um, interfered during the Dominique and Rey Mysterio right. match and shit. Oh, right. shout out to Rey Mysterio. He's in the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah. Just a few years ago, we saw my wallet mania. Now he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. When it gets his own son. He went against his own son. I still can't the believe Joe that shit. Joe Jackson special. That was a cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking like Captain Crunch, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dominic, you ate all my cereal. Go get a switch. Yeah, switch. You go get it. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't sound toast crunch <laughs> at a store near you. Guess what? I mean, he did beat his ass with a belt. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like when you, you were watching, you start, the, you no. for your mama, you throw the drink on your sister. I mean, I knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming. <laughs> nah, when you saw the fucking montage of everything, it looked like power. You're like, yeah. well, this ain't power. And you kept watching. Yeah, this is power. <laughs> Look, <laughs> he gets arrested. I ain't, I ain't gonna make it in jail. <laughs> you keep me up. I'm not gonna make it. And then rode that, rode all that energy. Because <laughs> he got was escorted in by a squad car and, and the fake polices. No, it was hilarious because in storyline, he was only in jail for like a day. He got bailed right. out, but he just kept running with it. <laughs> right. Oh Comedy. man. That, that was some good shit, man. That makes me happy. Now let's get sad. So, Vince McMahon. <laughs> well, there was stories about Vince, Vince McMahon. Yeah. Somebody did this. So last year, we talked about how Vince McMahon retired and he with all the sexual allegations and shit like that. Well, long story short, he paid all the month. He paid all the women off to shut the fuck up. He destroyed the board of directors. He destroyed the board of directors and re and reimaged it in his own image. That's another yuck. Um, he took control of the board. He reemployed. He reemployed himself. <laughs> and yeah, man, he like succession. It is. <laughs> it is. I keep telling you. He reemployed himself. And Stephanie McMahon, who was the co-CEO, she stepped down because she knew shit was about to get bad. Triple H is still the um, head of creative, and he kept, mm-hmm. and everyone kept, the wrestlers kept saying like something's going on, like this, this found, this sounds fishy. And Vince literally just told the FCC, the FCC, and everybody, I'm only, I'm only here just to facilitate a sale. I'm not going to be creative. I'm just going to be in the background. But then, little by little. Wrestlers were having this feeling like this motherfucker is like he's still running shit, and and they mm. kept saying like no, it's not true. Even the create like people were telling all the scoopers like no, it's not true. Blah 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 blah. Then 
he started making his way in public and he started coming out in public during WrestleMania weekend. This nigga got a whole ass mustache looking like Gomez, Gomez Adams. <laughs> what, what did you call him, JC? That's Vicente. Vicente McMahon. Nah, that nigga looks like Hitler, dog. Like, <laughs> shit. Nah, yeah, I saw the Cuban. He look Cuban he like, or Dominican. Well, he don't look. He don't look like he's German. No, apparently he went on vacation. He went to Italy supposedly <laughs> after when he no, got boy. when the whole allegations came out. So that boy went out and fucked some bitches, grew a mustache, and was like, hm, "I look good. I'm gonna keep this. <laughs> gonna make me look hit. Dyed his hair and shit so he can look young." <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Long story short, he's back in power. And he facilitated a sale, so there was rumors that the Saudis were going to buy them. There was rumors that Disney or Netflix was going to buy them. But no, after WrestleMania weekend, when it all wrapped up, it was announced that they have a buyer. Well, it's not even a buyer. They have, what's the word for it? Not required. They have um, joined UFC. Like Endeavor has emerged. Not emerged, they merged. They merged. With Endeavor, yeah. and now WWE and UFC are under the same umbrella. That's and gonna... and that is a waiting, baby. major move when you factor in, oh, these UFC niggas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can now just run up and do a, a quick three months and then get back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, or people within WWE, if they want to go to right. UFC, they can go straight to UFC. And pretty much the power structure is is Arya Amani, who's like the head of Endeavor, and Vince McMahon. He's the board of he's an executive board member or whatever. So I guess he's gonna be running WWE. Uh, Nick Khan, he's gonna be the uh, I guess president of wrestling promotions. Triple H is still head of creative, and what's his name? Who's the guy? Dana White's still gonna run UFC. Like pretty much, Dana White has no control over that shit. So Dana White's over there, right? But um, yeah. So as soon as Vince, so then they asked Vince during his CNBC interview. Also, oh, you gonna be running creative, which is like, I guess being a director. It's got for layman's terms for people for the for the for rest. Are you gonna be running the programs? And he goes, hmm, well, yes and no. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? He said, well, I'm always used to being in the weeds and all that, but no, I'm gonna be working at a higher level. So I'm just gonna be kind of in the background and all that. Wrestling media heard that shit and said, fuck out of here. You said that last right. time when it came to Eric Bischoff and and Paul Heyman. And then you came back and fired both of them. Well, yeah. the Monday after Raw, this nigga shows up 20 minutes before the show and he just starts running shit. And the show ends up being the worst show of the fucking year. <laughs> after Triple H comes out and has a raw, raw speech saying everything's going to be fine and shit, the show was trash. Yeah. Morale is down. That's another yuck. <laughs> Morale's down. Wrestlers are pissed off. Some wrestlers are thinking about getting out their contract. They don't want this nigga in charge. And yeah. Somebody did this. So Yeah, that's bad. That, that's that's that bad. Was, oh, it's bad. I mean, for a, a hardcore wrestling fan like myself, that's bad. But for the casuals like you, it don't matter because that's still no, gonna still make bad. them. I, I can still, I still predicted what the hell was going on when I first saw that Cody Rhodes had brought out or they presented the opportunity for a tag team match. 
against Roman and Solo. Oh, you're talking about Raw. And, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about Raw. And and mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes is like, oh, I got somebody. Then Brock Lesnar come out. Brock Lesnar just smiling and laughing, hugging up in the in the ring. And I'm like, y'all, y'all showed me this script when I was 12 or 13 years old with DX. And you got me wrapped up and intertwined in that shit. You ain't doing this to me as no 33-year-old. I'm too grown for this shit. You see, now the original plan, because apparently Vince just fucked up the whole plan. Because they said that was, apparently that was the plan. Brock Lesnar was going to be his partner. But what was going to happen is that they were going to delay Brock's appearance until the end of the show. Cody was going to come out and then... Yeah, then they're going to show him on the phone calling somebody and shit like that. And then when the when the match was supposed to happen, Brock was going to come out and everyone's going to be like, "Oh shit!" And then he was going to turn on Cody, which would have made, made more, more sense. sense. Yeah, because you wouldn't have saw that shit coming. So, but you know, you literally laid it out there, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is a Vince McMahon shit." Yeah, and yeah, but like I said, it's bad. I ain't going to be watching. I'm going to still be in tune. I'm going to still like kind of look at little clips here and there. If there's nothing else on, I have it on in the background or whatever. But as long as that nigga's in charge, running creative, I'm cool. I watch AEW. I watch other wrestling. There's other wrestling out there. But it's just, yeah. Yeah. I could go on a whole rant, but that's just a little midget of it. Sorry, man. Welcome to the casual side. Welcome to the casual side. It's kind of <laughs> it's easy it's over hard. here. It's kind of hard being a casual when you know so much. It don't matter. I know a lot about the NBA. Sometimes I get last year I had to be a casual. It don't matter to me. Shit, you got to protect your mental health. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Because I was thinking about this shit. Like, why am I upset about this shit? Like, I was really, I was really just angry. I was like angry. I'm like, why is this bugging me so much? And I'm like, I don't work for these niggas. <laughs> no, you, uh, this is what I kept telling you and Martin. At the end of the day, this is a young man's game. You let them stress themselves out. I am in it for me. I protect me. Mm-hmm. I look out for me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because Vince McMahon takes great pride on f- literally pissing off the fan base. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... I don't, I do not, to this day, I do not understand a promoter that wants to do that. I don't get that. Only in wrestling does that shit happen. But wait, what? Why would you want to do that? You know, like, if you do that, that's going to make ramifications and this and that could happen. Uh, They said when he was gone, morale was up, ratings were up, they were making more money, and now... It, they was showing that everything was fine without him. He said he was pretty much old boy from Belly. He was like, mm, I don't like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so WrestleMania. All in all, all, in all WrestleMania, we're, we're, what are you grading the entire weekend? Would you close this up? Um, night one gets, in, gets a B plus, a solid B plus. Night two gets a C. A C plus. So all around, probably like a B, B plus. I'm gonna could give it a minus. It could have gotten an A. For me, it couldn't have got it could have been an A. I'm gonna give it as from for the for the casual. I'm gonna give it an A minus. I was oh, yeah, casual. I, I was entertained mm-hmm. throughout. That mm-hmm. was a that was one of those manias where it was like, damn, you know, this is so good. I don't watch this shit every single week. So I don't know what the hell be going on. So I I I protect myself. Um, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns still pulled it out. That that's fine with me. Um, the the matches were very very well constructed. The mm-hmm. entertainment portion of it was well, welly uh, scripted. 
And of course, you just <laughs> can't beat the moment of the weekend when you got Snoop Dogg with the Snoop Dogg WWE belt, the all gold belt <laughs> with the yeah. weed, uh, the weed inscripted in, inside. And, I think it uh, showed up in all blue too. That was the funniest part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to from the casual he, standpoint. I'm gonna give that name minus. It was good. I got to see the divas. Oh yeah, it was great. And if you look at the belt, if you look at the leather of the belt, the inside, it's all blue. <laughs> blue with weed leaves. It's great. Yeah, and apparently they were like even leading up to WrestleMania, they were literally parading it around to all the celebrities taking the pictures of it and shit. So. Yeah. Like, that was great. That was great marketing. Great like marketing. Great spot. Like that's that's what that's that's Nick Khan right there. He gets it. So I, I shout out to him. He's the only one that gets it. Vince McMahon. I don't, I don't know. Vince McMahon. Triple H. No Vince, no, Vince McMahon gets it. You just don't give a fuck. That's the difference. Yeah, that's that, that's pretty much. It's the you got to play the Succession theme song. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But other than that, that's WrestleMania. Yeah. We also had some more championships going throughout. Boy, oh boy, the NCAA tournament. My God. And I've been waiting, baby. I know it's probably a shot. You didn't see anything of this. And I will say, if it wasn't for WrestleMania, I would say you completely missed out. My mm. God almighty. The men's basketball tournament, one of them games ended in a buzzer beater, which was San Diego State taking over, uh, beating out. Um, uh, Florida Atlantic. It was a seventy-two mm. to seventy-one. I think that was amazing. Just how that even took place because San Diego State, I think, was down by as much as thirteen or fourteen at one point, and all of a sudden they just ran back and came back and won that. Wow! Uh, UConn went and just dominated Miami uh, as they uh, had been doing this entire tournament. Championship <laughs> game was last night uh, with UConn winning their fifth title since nineteen ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. So they are now they're now tied, uh, I think, for third or fourth most in uh, NCAA history on the men's side. Um, Good for them. UConn yeah, just be man, they be everywhere that, that you went, and they did it again by double digits. Their entire run this tournament, they they won by double digits every single game. So it was just dominance, pretty much. Yeah, they 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 were dominant, and which was again funny because there was they were the highest seed at number four. There was no seed higher in this uh, final four. So that was amazing to see. And then, then when you get to the women, man. Women, 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 women. Ah, man, the women restored that feeling. My God, all tournament. It was just, wow. Hmm. I don't know if you heard of uh, uh, Caitlin Clark. Oh yeah, I kept Iowa. seeing that name. I kept seeing that. I kept. I saw her highlights. That's a bad woman right there. I don't want to say bad Caitlin, bitch. I want to be respectful. Caitlin Clark is special. In the Elite Eight against Louisville, she recorded the very first forty-point triple double in women's tournament history. Whew, that's a bad girl. Yeah, she was <laughs> she is a baller and she has Steph Curry range. We, oh really? Oh yeah, I was yes. seeing that. I was seeing her shots. Yeah, I was just she, like, "Oh my god. She won wooden uh the wooden women's player of the year this year. Um even it was, so they beat South Carolina in the final four, 77-73. And South Carolina was uh, the Let's see for South Carolina. They were the number. Yeah, they they took out the number one seed, mm-hmm. and just pure ball dominance. I think she had thirty one in that game. Sheesh. 
Yeah, just dismantled them, which then brought the matchup with LSU because LSU went ahead and, if I'm not mistaken, they knocked out Miami. Miami, uh, on the women's and the men's side, they did well. They made it all the way uh, either to the Final Four or all the way to the Elite Eight. So Miami mm-hmm. had a good year basketball-wise. But LSU just – LSU was a great program uh, led by Angel Reese. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she a hooper. Uh, and then they have – I don't know if you've heard this name, if you're familiar with this name, but uh, but Flage Johnson. Sounds familiar. Flage Johnson is – a very unique personality because not only is she a freshman hooper baller extraordinaire, she has a recording contract with Rock Nation. Huh? Really? She is she is a rapper. Is she good? And she is a she is a dope rapper. She was actually on one of these, I forgot what the show was. She got eliminated in the I think the Elite Eight or something like that. So uh-huh. she she's crafted. Not only is she crafted I don't know if you remember this name on Georgia's underground phrase, Camouflage. He was a rapper mm-hmm. that was unfortunately murdered in 2003 <laughs> when he was 21. Yeah, That's his yeah, daughter. I remember him. That's his daughter. What's her name again? What's her name again? Uh, it is, um, oh God, I just had it right now. Um, uh, Flage. Flage. Spell yeah. it. F L A U apostrophe J. Flage okay. Johnson. Flage Johnson. Oh, I yeah. see. Oh my God. Ha! Wow. Yeah, she when, when she's not practicing, she got her microphone studio set up in her in her dorm room, and she's recording. Well, she dropped a track on during the big. She put called a song called Big Four. Ha! Yeah. Okay. And yeah, she signed the Rock Nation. Her, she signed the Rock Nation. Her jersey number is number four. And so it brought up the big matchup: LSU, Iowa, and that was right before WrestleMania. That was right before Society WrestleMania. Was, Society, will, will, it, it was big for many reasons, but you couldn't escape it. I know people don't like to, oh, why well, we always got to bring it up about race? You know why we're bringing it up. LSU, mm-hmm. the, the ones that look like Lil Boozy, and then <laughs> Iowa, the ones that look like Larry Bird. That's what mm-hmm. the matchup was, the underlining uh, of it was. And boy, oh boy, even with it being a, a little bit lopsided uh, in, in terms of LSU, it was mm-hmm. still a great matchup. Still, mm-hmm. still very, very good. And, of course, it brought all media attention because Caitlin is a great shit talker. One of the, one of the dopest shit talkers I have seen in recent memory uh, in college, whether it's men or women. At one point, there was, a, uh, there was a girl who Kobe would take Gianna to go watch when she was younger. She's now at, uh, at Louisville. And mm-hmm. in the midst of playing Louisville, she kept trying to bark at Caitlin. And Caitlin looked at her and said, shut the fuck up. You're down by 15. Get out I of saw face. that. I saw that shit. She was, she was so irritated by that bitch. She was like, man, shut the fuck up. You're down by 15. And I saw yeah. that. She was so irritated that was by the game. That was the game where she scored 41. Oh. And then she went ahead and did, well, we know it as the Tony Yayo. But <laughs> then it was it was taken to the, the mainstream as, uh, by John Cena. And it was the mm-hmm. you can't see me. And she kept doing it. Just, and it, she got praised for it. Well, it came back around, and Angel Reese was then talking about this is a this, this is a is team. Not this a ain't a one man show. show, and everybody thought she called her a hoe. <laughs> that and then she was doing you can't see me. Then she started pointing at the finger the same way the Steph Curry and Kobe Bryant once did. Mm-hmm. And LSU won their first national championship in school history on the lady side. Congratulations! What's the coach's um, name again? Because she was crying. I forget the coach's name. 
But she was because she's like fourth of all time or whatever. Because she was so yeah. happy when she and she was crying. I was like, oh wow, because you could tell that really just meant a lot to her for winning that. Right. So right. good for her. Absolutely. Um, Why do you keep talking? Uh, so then, yeah, go and look that up. So then, uh, in terms of what happened next, Kim McKay, McKee, Kim McKee, Mokey, or whatever her name is. No, I think I it's Mokin. Mokin. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you Shout go. Shout out to her. Um, then what transpired after that? was just a lot of bullshit and again that's why you can't escape this race content because you know what the underlying words were because they they also used it with south carolina and don staley when the reporter was asking how do you feel about the team calling your girls bullies when they just play very strong and they you know they're very aggressive she made it very clear we ain't bullies we don't we ain't thugs we ain't none of that we just a hard working team so they Mm -hmm. tried and they looked at angel reese and they basically gave her that ghetto label that she has been familiar with hearing. Mm-hmm. And then it sparked the war of the Twitter nationalists and the, the keyboard fanatics. Oh, this is so outrageous. This is unsportsmanlike. Why so would you disrespectful. do that? This had people had people calling the uh, I forgot who was uh, somebody predominant it was, in media. It was Barstool. No, he called her a piece of shit. That was ball, the well, Barstool. No, no, there was there, and then there was a, there was a yeah. Well, Barstool. I'm talking about somebody predominantly in media uh, for years. Oh, well, that Twitter was Keith Oberman. Keith Oberman. Yeah, I saw that. They called her a fucking idiot. As if we're not talking about young college students. Mm, like, I like Keith Oberman. He backed up too. He was like, "Oh, my bad." My bad, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, you know what the yeah, fuck you meant. Yeah, because once, once he saw Shaq in his mention, he was talking about shut the fuck up and leave her alone. He, that's when he realized, oh, I, my bad. I, I went too far. Yeah, I went too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sparked this whole outrage in, in terms of what what is fair, what's not fair. And to me, you can dish it out like Caitlyn dished it out. You can take it. And she, and she to be fair, to be fair to her, she took it on the chin, and, and she was rocking with it like this is how the game goes. Like you win some, you lose some, but you live by another day. And she had to and, come out and literally say, like, dude, that's it's this is it's a competitive sport. Like y'all can't be mad at Angel Reese for talking shit. This is what I do the same stuff. So because when she did the whole you can't see me, oh, gee, that's that. Oh, she's hella dope for that. But when Angel Reese did that, nigger. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then then it got so much point that uh, Jill Biden chimed in and was like, oh, I would like to invite the, the Iowa team to like the host both of them. And it's like, wait a minute. So time out. No, no, Joe, you better, ch- you better check your girl. <laughs> Joe, jump off Joe Beasy. You better check your girl. Yeah. Don't do that. All teams matter. We're trying to all teams matter. All teams matter. Shit is like, that. And then she backed up with, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, Joe, what do you mean? <laughs> Joe, get your girl. Get your girl, Joe. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. You literally said both teams should become the player. What do you mean? Like it was such a it was such a competitive game. I wanted to invite both women teams. No, that's not how no. this works. That's no. not how this works, Doctor Jill. I I love no. you. I respect you. But Joe, you better get your girl. That's all yeah, I'm gonna say. You, you, yeah, and we had a lot to say about Trump and the cheeseburgers, but at least he still had no the decency more. to only order one side of order for one team. You can't be ordering no damn uh, the dollar menu for two teams. <laughs> nah, get that shit out of here. He probably would have too. That's the funny part. Because <laughs> no, no, no. He, come on. You say what you want about Trump. That man is a you either win or you lose. It's yeah, it's, that's true. Yeah, he called everyone losers except himself. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. That's true. Teams. 
Yeah. But to close out this segment, there was something very magnificent about this. So Angel Reese won. Jordan Hawkins from UConn won. The significance in that is they are cousins. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> that is, as, as Angel tweeted out, that's going to be one lit-ass cookout this summer. Mm-hmm. But that wraps up college basketball, which then leads us to the NBA. NBA got some Hall of Famers, too, that just got yes. announced. Uh, led by Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Pal Gasol, and several others. So I want to give another round of applause to all of them. Man, we in old. I've I been on that. I know. I know. For self. Uh, which then goes into the NBA's new CBA deal that they got. And I'm not going to go into detail with all the number stuff because there's still some information and language that's supposed to get ironed out that I am not familiar with. Basically, there's some numbers being crunched through. This new CBA deal gets extended through 2029. I know a lot of the owners wanted a hard cap, similar to the NFL. They didn't get it. It's still a soft cap, but there are some some language implications that let you know it's going to be a little bit different. Hmm. But some of the big implements of this new CBA deal, first one is there are now award stipulations. Award? What? Players must... Players must now play a minimum of 65 games to be eligible for MVP, most approved, all that kind of jazz. I so guess. that's their way to counter out with load management. <laughs> not, necessarily, not necessarily upset with it, more so just looking at the number. Because if you go back and look at history, all the winners from the last two or three years, if not all of them, the majority of them, wouldn't even qualify for these numbers. So you just don't want to take away from the fact that if they're putting up these great numbers and extraordinary numbers, you don't want to take away the fact that they missed a game or so and then give it to somebody else that had mediocre numbers in comparison. But we'll see how that transpires because NBA did say there's going to be some loopholes that they're going to have to weed out through there. What I don't like is now the all NBA teams are positionless. What kind of shit is that? That makes no sense. Okay. It uh, makes absolutely no sense. For those who not. don't understand, these All-NBA teams used to be one center, two forwards, and two guards. And basically what the reason for that was you were saying, you are the best at your individual position this year. You get rewarded as such. Now, because players and the, C, uh, the players union, for whatever reason, decided – Years ago, that they were going to make their money tied into voters. Because I, I don't know if you know this, if I shared this with you, but basically, uh, media is in charge of whether or not a player gets max dollars because it's all tied to whether they go to the All NBA first team. Why they agreed to that, I have no idea. That's that still stupid as fuck to me. I, I so that's why, so case in point, even if Kyrie Irving were to have one of those magnificent years, let's say mm-hmm. hypothetically, yeah, if it was in the range of three other point guards, because the media doesn't like Kyrie Irving, guess who likely wouldn't get voted, and guess who would then get screwed out of X amount of dollars that he could potentially sign as a result of not getting an All NBA team uh, position. I don't That's know why damage. they gave that power to the media, but they did. They didn't fix it this time around, so it's still stupid to me. But basically, now in a in a nutshell, you could see both Joel Embiid. And um, and Jokic on the same All NBA first team as both are centers. Hmm. I guess I don't like that. 
That makes no sense, like but whatever. Absolutely. Man. You go do you. Right. Another thing I don't like, there's no change to the NBA draft eligibility. Uh, they still got to be one year removed out of high school versus changing it to uh, immediately coming out of high school. I still think that's stupid. Uh, if you're old enough to go get uh, to go fight a war when you're 18, you should definitely be able to dribble a basketball. That's how I see it. I'm sticking by it. Makes sense. Uh, something that's going to be interesting. There's still no details on this, but they did approve the in-season tournament that starts next basketball season. Again, no information has been uh, released yet as to how that is going to work. But so what's this in-season th- tournament? Oh, go on. So the in-season tournament was what they were talking about, uh, where at some point it's going to be, I guess, all-star-ish. Okay. Except instead of an all-star game, there's going to be a, a tournament. And it's going to be during the uh, season. Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. We're waiting for... I would be okay with it because how I, I was once against the play-in, but in seeing how the play-in tournament has now impacted playoff implications, I'm very interested to see how this plays out. So I'm going to give this a, a chance. The only thing I will say is that the Players Union, once again, didn't do the best job because the word floating around once upon a time when this was being presented was, let's give the players a million dollars on the winning team per player. And they agreed to this tournament and are now getting $500,000 per player. I die. Yeah, so I think they got shorted out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's going to be very interesting, and we're going to see how this plays out, is players can now own minority shares of both NBA and WNBA teams. I think okay. on, on one hand, I think on one hand that's dope because now they can start planning ahead for their future. On the flip side to it, though, that kind of kind of puts a uh, what you would call it a conflict of interest i mean obviously yeah like how, how you gonna be, be balling for how you gonna be balling for one team tonight how yeah. you gonna be balling for the lakers one night and then and then have an invested interest in the sparks right. like, so, no 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 the spark the sparks make sense like because that's not your league what i'm oh, saying yeah. is is if you are playing for the lakers but you have stake in the hawks yeah that, so I would imagine I would imagine that either they would have a one or two percent stake interest. It wouldn't be anything higher than that, or they would have uh, an interest that uh, is protected once they uh, officially declare themselves done with the league. So that way they can usher into that. That's the only mm-hmm. way I can see it. I don't I don't I don't see how that plans out. But okay. all no this sense. is all this all the language hasn't been fully released. So until that it's just up in the air in terms of mm-hmm. okay, you gotta take the the news and the headline for what it is. And then finally, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be very, very interesting. Players can now be sponsored by gambling and cannabis companies. As long as the states uh, have cleared it as legal, Mm -hmm. they're good to go. I find it very, very interesting because players like Bradley Beal, who are getting into it with fans because fans are being very, very disrespectful and telling them, uh, you cost me my parlay uh, to the point and berating Bradley Beal to the point where he looks at him and says, I can give a fuck about your your betting ticket and smacks his hat off. And then the dude Mm. wants to go cry to the police. Mm-hmm. I remember you said that last week. Yeah. So now this has realms of okay. So what happens when player when guys are losing bets? Not players, but fans are losing bets, and then they want to 
form a lawsuit in the same realm of uh, cryptocurrency. Are you now responsible because you promoted this shit? Like, how does this? It's just it doesn't doesn't make sense. The weed stuff, yeah, the weed stuff is fine. Like, I get that. There's a there's definitely a market to embrace that and and get that going. And obviously, as a result of them being sponsored by anything cannabis related, clearly they can now use cannabis products if the states uh, have legalized it. But this gambling situation is just like, I think we're setting ourselves up failure here. I mean, dude, even at WWE wrestling, they'll try to open up gambling for wrestling and shit, so they can. Oh, yeah. um, that that's gonna that's wild. So not even the wrestlers would know the finish until the till literally minutes before they go out there. That that's right. that makes no sense. Like no, that that can fuck up a whole lot of shit. It's a oh, dirty yeah. well, game. That, that definitely that definitely fucks up the product because how are you gonna like you're expecting to do one thing and then minutes later now you gotta like okay so when this happens. We got to do this real quick. So, yeah, it fucks up the flow. Fucks up everything, man. Now, yeah. they're, now they're owned by Endeavor, owned by UFC. Owned by, they got sponsorships now. It's a dirty game, but the game's a game. Word to the wire. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've been using I've been saying that a lot. <laughs> the game is the game. Word of the wire. Shit, man. <sighs> yeah, but that covers the, the new CBA as far as we know. Again, the Hall of Famers have been released out uh, in its entirety. And we are in the final week of the NBA regular season. All the teams will close up the season on Sunday. Uh, Games start at 12.30 p.m. and 3.30 p.m., whatever standard time you're located in. And then after that, the play-in tournament goes on between Tuesday and Friday. And then the official playoffs start next weekend. I can't So So exciting. In the last 20 games, the Lakers are now 15 and 5. They are That's, in a position where they're no longer just competing for a play in. They're in a position where they could get as high as the fifth seed. I said at the beginning of the season, as constructed, they were no better than a ninth seed. But with some moves, they could get it done. They traded for Rui. I said, I like this move. Then they went in and did the overhaul, got D'Lo, got Vandy. And got Beasley. I said, I like this shit too. Hey. The only thing that I didn't, you know, the only thing I wasn't sure about was if LeBron went down, how it would look. But they went and they they handled the ship. And now they are officially three games over 500. In addition to that, they won and beat the Jazz of, uh, about an hour ago, which yeah, means that they will officially end the season at very worst with a, um, what is it? With a, uh, with a 500 uh, record, which means there's no losing season this this year. Thank God. Hey, that's a round of applause. Yeah, we got something. We got we got something here. <laughs> all you said was at least get to the play-in. That's all you said. That's literally all you right. said. And they're there. They're above it. Get, so get to the play-in, and now you now they're competing for a fifth seed, which means they wouldn't even have to worry about the play-in. So yeah, have to worry about it. You don't have to stress. Yeah, by the time the the listeners hear this, there's a big game that they got against the Clippers going on. Uh, that's basically going to determine if it's fifth or sixth seed. And then they close out the season with Phoenix um, on Friday, I believe, and then the Jazz on Sunday. And then okay. we'll see how that goes. We going to see. Yep. Ah. Well, that was the weekend. That was the weekend sports. Um, if you came in, tuned in, looking for music, 
Or power? We ain't got nothing for you. Because <laughs> we talked about power already. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got nothing for uh, you, nothing man. For you. Well, at least title, well, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, I'm still processing Larry June's album. I'm still processing a lot of other music. I mean, I watched the Drake and J. Cole shit. That was cool. Uh, oh, I do have one for you. I do have one for you to get prepared to, uh, for the next podcast. So today oh. is uh, Currency's birthday. And Currency and Jermaine Dupree dropped a nice seven pack. Yeah, I've heard. I heard about that. I gotta go listen to that. Yeah, yeah. That's as far as I know. That's the that's the one I've has seen. So I'll have that. I'll have that listen to. We'll have a review for that on the next episode. Mm-hmm. What an episode! Like I said, it was heavily. It was one as as a sports fan. This was that shit. As a wrestling no fan, as a wrestling fan, it was that shit, and I complained. So, on that note, this is episode 293 of the most consistent podcast in Yay Every Year. You lost your sense. Give me a hell yeah. You can always follow us on Twitter. Shout out to Mr. Fab. You can follow me, Mr. Busby, at four, at Mr. Busby, four, lowercase o eight. You can follow us on Twitter at Theological SP. You can always follow us on Instagram at Theological Sense. And of course, on the Facebook. Book. Yeah, bitch. Give me a hell yeah. And on all social media, you can find me at JC No Like I said, it's it's getting down to postseason time, so I am heavily invested in that. I got my TV show set, so I'll be talking about the TV. Mandalorian new episode comes out. I'll be talking about that. Uh what else we got? I'm just about succession. to up succession. Uh, I gave it a break because so I was like watch everything. Now I'm about to break well, you up should just watch WWE, man. Keep up with WWE. What goes on behind the scenes? That's in succession shit. Shit. You you ain't even watching it, so I might watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not. I'm, I'm just letting you know if you want some good TV. I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching the TV show. Uh <laughs> what else we got? Snowfall's coming to a to a wrap pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So we got that there. Uh, of course, Power Ghost is in full effect. And we got to give a shout out to Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary, they have just, when you talk about casting, it is fantastic cast, casting. Janine's mom, going to be played by Taraji P. Henson. That's perfect. Oh, that's perfect casting. Absolutely. Yeah, that is perfect casting. Huh. Absolutely. Everybody waited out. Everybody waited out for the news because they announced it on April Fool's. So everybody was like, uh, "No, what, what, what?" And then, yeah. uh, and then Kita came out because she was hosting uh, Saturday Night SNL. Live. Yeah, and then she was like, "No, no, I know it's April Fool's, but no, no, we we dead serious about this shit. She's gonna be there." This week. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, like, like what's it called? Like April Fool's Day. I was seeing a lot of fucking fucked up shit. Like, so, like headlines, like live mixtapes. They announced that they're like they're done, and I replied to them. I know what day it is. <laughs> you ain't gonna get me. And yep. who else fucking tried that on me? A lot of people tried some shit, and I just said, I know what day it is. So <laughs> you ain't gonna yeah. fool me, but WWE fooled me on April 1st. They fooled me saying they're gonna do a good job on April 2nd. They lied. You can't fool <laughs> a casual. Welcome to this side. And then last but not least, want to tell everybody if you are celebrating, want to wish everybody a happy Easter this weekend. Easter's this weekend? Sunday. Oh wow! Hmm. Yeah, so enjoy the time with with loved ones. Uh, have a good day. Eat what you need to eat. And if you if one of those, if that's that's not your holiday, if you as big a sports as as we are, again, there's 15 basketball games on Sunday. Enjoy. Enjoy yourself. 
And there's more wrestling. Just not WWE. Shout out to AEW. Shout out to Tony Khan. And on that note, we are out. Peace. Peace.